Hello and welcome to The Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Welcome back, Dr. Gundry. Thanks so much for joining us again. Now, if you missed him, the renowned cardiologist and pioneer in nutrition joined us in the last episode to talk about energy, energy fixes, and his newly released book, The Energy Paradox. But today we're going to be focusing on his last bestseller, The Plant Paradox, the hidden dangers in healthy foods that cause disease and weight gain. So um, I guess let's just sort of start where we almost left off last time. You know, we touched around it. The Plant Paradox had quite a lot of controversy around it, right? So in 2017, when it came out with the main hypothesis that lectins in plant foods were the source of many chronic illnesses, what happened? Like, What, what was the, the backdrop to this backlash? And also, how did you respond? Well, I think uh, a number of people, particularly I think in the vegan community, just were apoplectic that I should suggest that the mainstays of a healthy diet, which are beans and grains were in fact problematic. Some of my critics pointed to the blue zones of those areas of the world described by Dan Buckner, uh, who was reporting for the National Geographic. These are areas where people have extreme longevity, extreme good health through all of their years. And People tended to forget that I am actually the only nutritionist who has spent most of my career living in the only blue zone in the United States, Loma Linda, California. I guess I ought to know about what blue zone people eat, at least in Loma Linda, California, having been a professor there for most of my career. What the blue zone folks' uh, argument is, is that if you look at all these cultures, the, the unifying theme of all these cultures is they eat a lot of beans and they eat a lot of grains. And in fact, that premise is not true in the least. One of the blue zones, the Okinawans, actually 85% of their diet is a purple sweet potato. And they eat only about 6% of their diet in the form of rice. And that rice is white rice, not brown rice. They take the hull off of rice because the hull has the lectin. So they're rather clever. They do not eat soybeans. They eat fermented soybeans, which is miso, and that's only another small, about 6% of their diet. So if you look at that blue zone, in fact, they do not eat according to, I guess, the rules. And in fact, a purple sweet potato is one of the best prebiotic fibers that's ever been discovered. Two other blue zones, the mountainous area of Sardinia and the Nagoya Peninsula of Costa Rica, a recent paper has shown that the grains and beans in that diet are negative effects of those diets that's compensated for by, get this, the large amount of goat and sheep cheeses that both of those populations eat. And in my upcoming book, which will be out in March of 2022, we actually show why that sheep and goat cheese is so important for their longevity. So I'm sorry, the blue zone arguments don't uh, pass 
mustard. Um, is your next book called The uh, the Cheese Paradox? Almost. No, it's actually called Unlocking the Keto Code. Ah, oh, you've gone against type. Uh, I know. We decided, uh, decided to... Uh, Break free. Yeah. Uh, the Paradox has been great. Seven books in the series and... Uh, I'm tired of Paradox, so we're going to unlock some codes next. So we talked a little bit about lectins last time, how lectins actually affect our bodies. You mentioned things obviously like leaky gut syndrome, weight gain, brain fog, but I'd love to just discuss more on lectins now. So are all lectins dangerous? Like what about the fact that many foods that contain lectins are nutritious? Like what is the sort of paradoxical point of view there? Yeah, there there actually are uh, a few lectins that are very useful. For instance, there's a very interesting lectin in bitter melon that is actually shown to have anti-cancer activity. And I, uh, in the upcoming book, I talk about why that probably is. There's nothing intrinsically evil about lectins. And one of the things I talk about in the plant paradox is plants have an offense uh, to make their predators think twice, but we have developed a strong defense uh, against those uh, offensive compounds that plants make to protect themselves. And one of our biggest defenses is, is our microbiome. And we actually have uh, lectin-eating bacteria. They, we have actually, most of us should have gluten-eating bacteria that enjoy eating gluten. For most of us, we have destroyed our microbiome because of the large amount of broad-spectrum antibiotics that most of us either take or were given as children for ear infections, sore throats, most of the antibiotics given to humans are used to treat viral infections that antibiotics will not work on. But the other area where we're exposed to massive amounts of antibiotics is to this day, most of the animals we eat have been fed antibiotics to make them grow faster and fatter. And those antibiotics remain in the flesh of the animals we eat. And so every day uh, when we eat factory farmed animals, which sadly most of us still do, uh, we get a unhealthy dose of antibiotics. And those antibiotics, we did not know, kill off our microbiome incredibly effectively. The third thing that I talk about in uh, the new book, The Energy Paradox, is glyphosate, which is Roundup, is actually patented as an antibiotic. It wasn't patented as a weed killer. And glyphosate is now sprayed on most conventional crops prior to harvesting. It's sprayed on wheat, oats, barley. It's sprayed on canola. It's sprayed on soybeans. It's sprayed on corn to, to make harvesting easier. And it's not washed off. It goes into all of our popular grain products, our crackers, our cookies, our breads, it's fed to animals. And so that glyphosate is virtually in everything we eat. And glyphosate has now been shown to, number one, kill off our gut microbiome, and number two, all by itself, it produces leaky gut. So we've, we've produced really a perfect storm to 
get rid of our fundamental defense systems against lectins. And that's one of the things that my critics have missed is that it takes two to tango. And if we had our basic defense up and running, we'd be fine. But it's like England going up against the Italians uh, with their first and second string defense sideline because of penalty. Very good. I like that you've put that into language that any Englishman can painfully understand. On a very basic level, take us through some of your yes foods and your no foods then. What foods should we consume? What should we avoid? Actually, uh, a professor at Great Ormond Street, where I trained, uh, the Hospital for Sick Children, taught me that it's not what I tell you to eat that's important. It's what I tell you not to eat. I thought that was rather odd, but as my career has advanced, I think he was absolutely right. So I tell people, you know, try to avoid as much you can the major lectin-containing foods, and those are the grains and pseudo-grains. Those are beans and legumes unless they're pressure-cooked or unless they're soaked uh, for multiple times and fermented. The nightshades are tomatoes, eggplant, uh, bell peppers, uh, potatoes, and even goji berries. And the good news is if you peel and de-seed tomatoes or peppers, the lectins are removed. Uh, The same way with potatoes. Most of the lectins are in the peel of a potato. So that's probably why most people uh, eat boiled potatoes or uh, if they eat baked potatoes, they eat the inside and don't eat the skin because most cultures have figured out how to do these things. So those are the main things. Also, interestingly enough, Most of the cows in England are a black and white cow called Holsteins. And Holsteins have a lectin-like protein that's called casein A1, which has been shown to produce uh, impressive inflammation and mucus production in many people. The Guernsey cow, on the other hand, is actually a casein A2 producer, So any chance you get, if you can find Guernsey-based milk and it exists, please use that rather than the traditional black and white cow. So those are some of the rules. Given that the diet that's recommended kind of eliminates a wide variety of foods, Do you then recommend that people supplement alongside the diet or what should they specifically do? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, people worry that, you know, you're not getting a good amount of nutrition. People worry, oh my gosh, grains are so healthy for us that what am I going to do without grains? Horses and gorillas, uh, in general, uh, all they eat is grass and leaves and uh, horses and gorillas have more muscle than we will ever have uh, Uh, And I actually tell people, I'd like you to become a gorilla who lives in Italy. And by that, I mean, I want you to eat a lot of leaves and I want you to pour olive oil over it. One of the things I'm known for saying is that the only purpose of food is to get olive oil into your mouth. In fact, interestingly enough, two of the blue zones in Crete and Sardinia, they use a liter of olive oil per week. And that sounds amazing. It's uh, 10 to 12 tablespoons of olive oil a day. And there are 
a couple of fascinating human studies showing the benefits of high dose olive oil in improving our health. Yeah, you, my friend, are speaking to the converted here. I'm an extra virgin olive oil fan, aficionado, possibly even snob. Um, Okay, Dr. Gundry, uh, this has been great. Thank you so much. Now, before you go, I want to just ask, as this is the Brain Care podcast, how does brain care show up in your life? What does brain care mean to you or what do you do for looking after your brain? What are your priorities? Well, I think uh, your first point, or your last point, was is actually well taken. There's a very famous study called the Predimed study out of Spain, where people were forced to use a liter of olive oil per week, and they were compared. These were 65 year old people, and they were compared to people who were put on a low fat Mediterranean diet. And the people in the olive oil group, after five years, had improved memory and improved brain function compared to the low-fat Mediterranean diet group. So in terms of brain care, olive oil is one of the best things that you can do for your brain. The second thing is omega-3 fats, long-chain omega-3 fats, particularly DHA. If you look at people uh, as they age and look at what's called the omega-3 index, which looks at the amount of EPA and DHA in you for the two months prior to the test, people with the highest omega-3 index had the biggest brains and the biggest areas of memory, the hippocampus. People with the lowest omega-3 index had the most shrunken brains and the smallest areas of memory. Those are two of my biggest hints. The last hint is the more you stop eating three hours before you go to sleep, the better your brain health, because your brain, we now know, has to go through a wash cycle where the toxins, the amyloid, the tau is actually washed out. And that wash cycle occurs early in the sleep cycle during deep sleep. And the more you avoid eating, closing in on about three hours before sleep, the better your brain wash cycle does, because eating directs all blood flow down to your gut. So if you eat close to bedtime, all the blood that should go up to your brain to clean your brain is unfortunately diverted to your gut. Amazing. Dr. Gundry, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you on Brain Care with us. And thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how well you're feeding your brain, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain food to get your free score from one to 100 and start taking action from there. See you next week.